Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In 4 weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose 1 to 2 pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Forever. Dog. Hey everybody, it's Michelle Collins. This is Midnight Sack. It's the first time we're doing the show in 2020 where it's actually after midnight. It's I'm in London. It's 12:12. I'll show Dan the time as proof. Terrorist yep. video. We did it. I've got a great <laughs> eye makeup story happening tonight. Let's talk about it. Stunning tonight. Look at that. Oh, it's fantastic. Really beautiful. I really killed it. Yeah. Um I'm here with my friend Dan Acton. We have so much to get to. Um, my guest today, by the way, coming up, Adam Glassman, the creative director of O Magazine. My friend John Hill is going to join us. It's a jam-packed show, packed with jam, because it's Oprah's favorite things, and we know she loves jam. Um, <laughs> Dan, <laughs> are we <Yeah>. on? <laughs> this is what it would be this like if really, I had a late night show. Midnight. Yeah, it's midnight cuckoo-ness <laughs> of me. And I've been up, by the way, since like 7.30 in the morning. So it's, I haven't oh, napped. God. This is raw mesh, raw <laughs> audio finish of what I'm like. This is the real me, the real mesh, and I'm glad to bring it to you on our last episode of 2020. I'm checking the subscriber count is like decreasing. Yeah, it's, I'm, I have a ticker tape, like a Hudsucker proxy style, and it's just the right, numbers right. are like falling, 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 and that's fine. If people can't accept me at 12, 13 a.m., I'm not interested in them, so that's fine. Uh, hi, everybody. It's me. I'm actually fine. Did I have some to drink tonight? Yes, I did. 
Uh, I had a work dinner outdoor tonight. I cannot say with who, where, or why, but it did happen. And uh, that's why we're recording it so late. It was worth every moment. It was so fun. I had a great time. Um, but yeah, here we are. And uh, late breaking news is that London <laughs> lockdown, lockdown part seven, or however many lockdowns oh, they've had. Yeah. Okay, so last time they did lockdown, and I was here for that, my joke was that the plane landed, Boris heard, and was like, we're shutting everything down. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But they still gave people, I think they announced it Saturday, and then the lockdown started Wednesday or Thursday. Now, what's today? It's it's Monday night. They announced it today in the afternoon that the lockdown starts tomorrow night at midnight. Oh no! So it's like literally the purge, like tomorrow. Yeah. And lucky for moi, I did um, pre-lockdown announcement today in the morning. I bought some wares at H and M, as I'm known to do. As a major side note, I almost I go into H and M like three times a year, just on a whim. I'm like, yeah. I'm on a whim. I'll go in. Right. And every time I do it, I'm like, they have beautiful stuff here. I'm like, what am I doing shopping on ASOS? They're beautiful <laughs> every time. I'm like, they have gorgeous stuff at H&M. And then I came home because the dressing rooms aren't open. Masked, obviously, the whole day. Right. Tried everything on. Literally everything was so ugly. Had to go return it. And I thought, oh, I'll return it tomorrow because, like, I'm not insane. Yeah. Come back to my oh, serious yeah. show. No, no, no. They announced lockdown. <laughs> literally 3.03 p.m. when my show was done. I was like, umbrella out the door. Back no, at really? the H&M to return it. Yeah, it's already back. <laughs> I, I didn't even wait an hour. I was like, it's going back today. I don't want to even leave the house tomorrow because I'm like, it is going to be. Because it's also Christmas. So everyone's going to be out. Literally the same thing happened. The first lockdown in New York where Hugo, mutual friend, bought a suit at H&M. Talk to and me. As soon as, and as soon as they announced the lockdown, he was like, I have to return this because I will first never thing. wear it before the lockdown happens. And we had to go all the way back. It's like- <laughs> and I want you to know, return your shit today. But I have a feeling tomorrow, because even tonight when I was coming back down Oxford Street at around 4.30 p.m. Of course, it was nighttime mm. out, right? It was already like teenagers acting. It was like SantaCon energy. Like I felt yeah. unsafe. I was like, I can't be here. Came back to the hotel. Um, so yeah, I think tomorrow, I, I have a feeling people are like taking the day off of work. I'm still working tomorrow because like also, what am I buying tomorrow? You know, I'm well, like right, done. Right, right. Wait, but, what are you doing for food? Well, the supermarkets stay open. Drugstores oh, and supermarkets stay open. My, okay. my saving well, grace during lockdown part one, the first month, that everything was closed was every day I would go to boots, which is a pharmacy here and buy like a bath bomb. Like I'd go and like, be like, I'm going to get a mask every day. Right, I would right, go and right. be like, I want a mask. They all knew me there at the one I went to. They were like, hi love. I'd come in and be like mask time. Like put the mask down. They were so nice to me. But yeah, I just genuinely am like kind of grateful that I don't need anything. I yeah, have yeah, yeah. every item of clothing I need. I have dresses for any lockdown occasion. I have sweatpants <laughs> and sweatsuits. I, I do not. I have saline solution, contacts, glasses, bras, undies, soda, phone. I don't need anything else. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And how long is it going to be? Do you you know yet? They've not announced it. And actually, the restaurant I had dinner at tonight (sighs) said that they will not be announcing because people have like Christmas plans. Like, I guess it's culture here to like go out for Christmas, unlike in the States where people usually stay home. And so uh, this restaurant was like, yeah, they they told us they might announce what's going to happen for Christmas on December 23rd. They had like a thousand reservations. It should be fair. Okay. That's insane. Like you shouldn't have a thousand reservations. That's why the virus is spreading. Well, yeah. Yeah. Wait, can I tell you something really funny? Yeah. So I had neighbors uh, staying next door. Cause it's sort of 
the doors are sort of close quarters and I, it's not my choice to be at a hotel. I'm here because the Airbnb I booked didn't have heat. So I had no choice, but to come here basically for a month. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So the other night it's like maybe Friday night and there, it's like one 30. I happened to be up anyway, not because of the neighbors. I was just up and there was yeah. like door slamming outside. And I heard like a little bass music, but really it had not kept me up. I just heard an energy. Right. I was like basically fully naked. I had like undies on and I was like, Oh, it's 1.30 in the morning. I'm like, these motherfuckers are going to make noise all night. I got a vibe. So I crack, I crack the door open to like be like, can you keep it down? And I, but like no breasts showing. Like I was behind the door. I was the door. I was the door. I cracked my body open. And my lips. I was the door. The door was behind me with lips. The door said it. It was confusing. I know people are having trouble figuring this out. I'm- <laughs> I'm writing a book called I Was the Door. It's going to be a big hit. But anyway, so I see, so I hear like noise and commotion. I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers is like a bunch of guys. And I like crack the door open. I hope they're not still here. And I go, can you keep it down? People are sleeping. But I said it's so mean. (laughs) I said it's so, like normally, you know, when you're like, you wouldn't know the stand, but like as a lady, like there are times uh-huh. when you're trying to be ladylike to get something where you're like, right, can okay, you yeah, yeah. You know, I'll but do I was... anything you say. Will you do anything? It's like a despicable me character. I just got the worst stomach ache. I think I've laughed myself into pain. I'm really in pain right now. But anyway, I opened the door and I was like, can you guys keep it down? Like I'm trying to sleep. And as, and I, my eyeball like periscoped around the corner of the door and like the guy from the front desk conference with the hotel was already yelling at them because someone else had complained. And I was like, and he, I saw him because I didn't know that he was there honestly because I wouldn't have like, it's right. like embarrassing for me. Yeah, you don't need a pile on. Yeah, yeah. And and I saw him there and I was like, oh, and then he went, eh, everyone is complaining. It was like the timing <laughs> for him was amazing because I was like, right, come right, on. Right. Like, oh my God, it was really funny. Meanwhile, my tits were like fully out. I was like, give me, like, slam the door. <laughs> so that was my name, Friday. Anyway, that's everything that's happened to me. But yeah, lockdown is starting again. I'm actually thrilled uh, because I'm not a business owner and I like quiet. So, for me, having yeah. no stake in the game, it's fine. I do feel for people, but also, you know what? Uh, if I were a business owner here and they were shutting my business down, what I would have done weeks ago is insisted that every single fucking person who came in wore a mask, which they don't do here. So that's problem number one. So they can't actually complain, mm, well, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. <laughs> my opinion. It's not their no, no. responsibility, but yeah. Dan. Is it? Dan. The store people? What? The they hire secure yeah but listen yes if they're okay. working imagine you're working in a store no I have a better one for you the people working in the stores weren't wearing masks oh jeez okay, okay there's oh, a there's an issue yeah. here with it yeah 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 um I've turned into literally a nightmare and I'm sorry this is happening on the last podcast of 2020 let's talk about different <laughs> stuff who cares about let's, this let's let's leave this in the past <laughs> can we just like leave this in the past keep it down people are trying to sleep that someone's gonna yell at to me with their tits out <laughs> know, in about 20 know, minutes right. it's happening it's 12 <laughs> see like 22 see, like, the shadow of a tit coming like over your shoulder I'm like oh my god what is this nipple get it in here <laughs> anyway so Dan has a new creation, which I don't want to take not credit for, but I've given you notes on certainly, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. I I don't want to say the word integral, but I'd sure, yeah. say important to the process of making it. Absolutely. 
Yeah, totally. You know yeah, what? The about. fucking sarcasm. I actually have. No, 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 for sure. You know what? The sarcasm. I just want to point out it is 1225 a.m. I, I do not need it. I, I don't think... have to be here. Okay, I have to go to bed. I am at 7.30 levels of, 7.30 p.m. Uh-huh. levels of sarcasm. I'm totally straight with you. No, you were, you, you've given me so many good notes. I have. And yeah, totally. Okay. Wait till you see it. Tell You're going to be the first person that sees it. I really hope so. And I hope I see it right now. Do you have, did you pick them up? Yes. Can yes. you tell people what they are? And then I'm excited to see it. Okay. So uh, when you go out to a restaurant or you go to the, well, if you go to the restaurant or you go to a bar or something, you sit down outside and you take off your mask to. Or anywhere. doesn't have to just be at a restaurant. How about like at a home with a friend? Yeah, if you're driving to the In grocery your bubble. store. Yeah, driving yeah, is smart. Yeah, exactly. In your bubble. Car. So when you take off your mask, where do you put it? Like some people, like, I tuck it, it in one of my many here. holes. Where do people? <laughs> I that's personally unsanitary. put it in one of my many holes. Where do people usually put it? <laughs> See, that's unsanitary, and I thought like I need to make a difference. So I created uh, a little device. It's a little okay. It's it's a little like wallet device called the Mask Motel. Go on. I'm interested. Which is the perfect little place. It's a wallet about the size of like your iPhone. It's nylon. It folds up, snaps shut. And the lining is antimicrobial. You put your mask in there. It has this like double pocket feature to keep everything secure. And it folds up and snaps into a very neat little shape. It looks like, can I say what it reminds me of? Actually, when I was young, I had like a Velcro uh, nylon wallet. Yeah. that had like it just has like a kind of retro feel to it and it's something you yeah. put your mask in and yeah, i will definitely. say this about dan's project and i'm not just saying this he has a real passion for this and he's put so much work into this i know because i <laughs> helped but it really no but he's really put so much work into figuring like 20 versions no, of it and I really you you've like worked your yeah. ass off on it you in it, it, far and i'm showing mandy's again because now we're friends we're family now no, there's great. my leg yeah. Um, you have, it's 1228 AM. I think I'm allowed to show you my fucking knee. Okay. Uh, no, but you really have put a lot of work into it. Uh, there were so many versions of it and I know, and I'm so excited that this is the moment you picked them up. Yes. Yeah. I I literally picked them up. So they're, they're made in like Manhattan in the garment district. Go on. Uh, factory. They, they've been around for 30 years. They usually Uh make like ball gowns and I talked to them today. It's this couple they're super nice. And they, I, I was like, what is the craziest? Like, pe- do people come with their inventions to have you make them? And he's like, yeah, one time we had to make an air conditioned dog suit. Like somebody's invention. Like, this is a better invention than that, right? Like, Wait, actually, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to be that person. I don't think it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like, I love you. I support you and everything you do. I'm so sorry. I gotta vote air conditioned dog suit. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I want to know what it is, and I want to have it. And I actually feel like you made a big mistake saying it because now your product now has been outshined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been outshined. You self, real. you self negged, and now I keep thinking about an air conditioned dog suit, which is just fucking incredible. But no, I want to hear more about your thing. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they had like these little like dog mannequins that they used as models. But anyway, mm-hmm. so they've uh, taken their time, and I picked up the final versions, and I wanted to show because it's the color that you wanted. Oh, um, yes. So <gasps> oh, tell people the color it, I wanted. Now I'm back. It's a brilliant fuchsia. 
Okay, can I just say something else? The paws. This is why the dog suit got my attention. Because you said air conditioned dog suit, no paws. I was in. I'm like, yes. You said brilliant yeah. fuchsia, sarcastic paws. Not a fan. I feel like it wasn't I have, that sarcastic. <laughs> I have helped you come up with the colors. I saw just for the record for the listener. Dan brought samples of this nylon, like ripcord material, right? That's what it's called. I've yeah. seen number of samples. I was the one. I said, put a lining in there that kills germs. People are going to want that. Yes, that's true. And you need that. And yeah. the word antimicrobial right now, I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the word antimicrobial right now, I said it right. Yeah, yeah. Ew. You know what? I feel like there is an energy happening today. Don't no, kidding with you. Maybe I'm I had I, I drank like a literally like an entire thing of tea, so maybe I'm like hyper. Tea. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I literally had a it's bottle like of wine. I'm I'm genuinely like I'm I'm telling you that my stomach, if you put a stethoscope up to it, would sound like the Titanic sinking. It's it's crazy. Like I have I'm actually in pain doing this, but I want to finish and I want to sell your mask motels. Yes. You uh no, you had great ideas. Tell me this. Does the king ring the king ring? He you're my king ring. Does the key ring come with it? Yes, it does. Oh, see, Can I now, show you? I want to yeah. see it. And I want you to okay. know something. I was pro key ring from the get-go. You were. The key ring was a must. Dan said, I just want the loop. I said, You don't put a key ring on there. You're not getting people buying it. And I want you to know now I'm interested. Show people. That is absolutely true. Okay, so this is what they get it in. A little envelope and then Oh my God, it's so nice. So this is the old label. So new labels are coming tomorrow. But That's still, fine. So you get this little label. Go on. Off. Yeah. You open it up. There's this double pocket to hold your mask. <gasps> and it has a mask in it. Yes. It comes with a free mask. Oh my God. Which is great. It's waterproof. And it's actually like now that I have it, I'm like, I would buy one of these. Like I kind of want one. I have to say something and I'm not just saying this like to like um, blow smoke up your fucking ass. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool expression. Yeah. Uh I feel like I'm constant like even tonight at my outdoor dinner, I had my yeah. mask and I didn't know where to put it and I kind of just like put it on the seat. Right. And I feel like if you just had a little case for it, it would just and and with those paper masks, it would you know it's confusing because part of me is like you don't want to extend the wear too long because I do think there's single right. use meaning one for the day or like if you're out for a long time around people, one for that thing, but right. just so that you don't have to like hold it or crumple it. It just yeah. feels nice. And it makes you yeah. feel, I don't know, like really like put together. <laughs> I think so. Where think can people it, it, buy your mask motel, Dan Acton? They can go to maskmotel.com. And you and... got maskmotel.com, yeah, which is really saying something. The, the, the amount of work you put in. I mean that. I know we we well we came up we were like brainstorming names for like three days I think and like everything was taken. Nobody's what was my best one? I s- go mask Alice. That was something I believe I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should. That might still be. By middle. the way, that's actually genius. <laughs> Change the name. Is that? I didn't say that. Go mask Alice is so funny. Are you kidding me? You gotta go with that. Go on. Anyway, yeah, go to uh, maskmotel.com and uh, they are now available. I'm uh, shipping them out starting, you know, as soon as this podcast I'm just out, so um, excited for you and so thrilled for your success. I'm your number one fan. You know that. I adore you. you. And I feel like 
I just know how much this means to you. And so it's funny because I feel like this week's episodes are sort of consumer based because we have Adam Glassman, who's like the Oprah guy, our oh, friend yeah. John Hill, who loves to buy things as I do. And um, it's just so great. I'm just so happy it's culminated. Now, can people, if they order it, get it before Christmas? If people order it like today or tomorrow, could they get it? Yeah, if they if they get the expedited shipping, I would assume so. I, I mean, I'm going to send it out as soon as people, as soon as somebody orders, I'll, I'll you know, send it out. So. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. love, I love. A New Year's gift is also great. And we have gift cards too. For uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I so. just love a gift card. I love a moment and I love you. And that's all there is to it. And so, oh, thanks. Uh, but no, mm. but I adore you. And uh, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Because, you know, we're off for like another two weeks at least. So what are you up to? Yeah, I know. I mean, I might get a tiny little Christmas tree to put it up. But oh I'm my God. Gonna, Why haven't you already gotten one? I was busy with these things. Making the so. mask, you gotta get a tree and then you can hang the mask motels on them like ornaments. That's actually very cute. Wait, oh, why don't you cute. do that? Yeah. See, I'm full of fucking oh. ideas. You yeah, know what you I know say? What? The name of this podcast should be Why Am I Not Rich? Because every <laughs> time I think of something, I go, Why the fuck am I not rich? Like, I literally have the best fucking ideas. It's bullshit. It's like gold coins spinning. My brain is gold console. fucking coins, baby. And every time my mouth opens, they fall out. And I gotta keep them in. <laughs> My brain is gold coins. My mouth is the dispenser. Oh my god! I kind of wish I could go out right now. Look at my beautiful eye makeup. I can't get over it. It's my maybe my best job of the year. The blending. I look great. It looks good. I've really done it. Well, Dan Acton, uh, you are just a treat. And people, don't forget, you can follow Dan at Dan underscore Acton. Go to maskmotel.com. Support a local business in the form of Dan. And also, um, you know, if you want to follow me, you can at Mishkal. I've, I've been less active on social media lately, and I just think it's very relaxing. I've decided it's been fun yeah. for me to not be as... Well, first of all, I have no one taking my picture, so that, you know, oh, I'm not seeing anybody. So it's like... It's yeah. weirdly like lent itself to being like kind of nice. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like, just chill. <laughs> um, I did buy a beautiful coated Zara though, and I need the world to see it. So I got to figure out how to get that on the gram at yeah. some point. Pretty uh, soon you're going to be like, welcome to Marwinen with like <laughs> in lockdown, just like making little dolls and stuff. Um, hey, Trace, can we edit out that welcome to Marwin <laughs> reference? I mean, are you fucking kidding me here? I'm trying to put on a hit podcast. You're going to talk about welcome to Marwin. <laughs> genuinely i'm trying to help you sell mask motels and you're fucking me like this unbelievable all right well listen we gotta go we've got literally are you kidding me you're the only person who saw that movie you're gonna reference it before i'm going are you kidding me right now please all right we gotta go because we've got adam glassman the creative director of o magazine dan i love you merry christmas happy new year happy new year um we just technically met was it three nights ago four nights ago that we met for the first time do you want to tell people where we We met met at a virtual cocktail party for uh, lafayette 148 which is a fashion line that we're both uh fans of and i thought it was a lot of fun actually it you know what made it fun for me and i'm not negging any of the other people on it because it was a really fun crew (laughs) of people but what made it fun was you and the reason why you're on this week is because you were so funny and like so, you know, it was just an immediate connection between I us. And I, we were, it was just, it happened like magic. But for wait, me. let me just, I, I had this vision that at one point briefly, we may have met in passing <laughs> at a Christian Siriano event. <gasps> 
did you ever go like was it like Jay Jill or something one time he did some collaboration? Oh my god, were you at the Jay Jill Upper On East Third Side Avenue? Parties? Yes. And the other day I was driving, listening to this podcast of yours, and then I said, "Shit!" In passing, I met Michelle briefly, <laughs> and I remember being a kind yes. of total Nikum poop, going, "I listen to you, I watch you, I know you." Like, and I was like, like suddenly a fan girl person. Uh, I remember it very briefly. <gasps> that party, I remember distinctly because it's one of the few public appearances I've made in a ponytail. And I remember showing up to it in a high pony. And I was not, I was actually wearing Lafayette 148, not a free plug for the brand that night at Christian's party. Okay. And I was somehow strong armed into buying like a $700 white tunic that night. (laughs) How is it $700? No, you must've bought like seven of them or something. It was, to be fair, it was, I think, 200 But I feel like Jennifer Jill or whoever J. Jill, J. Jill is yeah. was there. Because, yeah, I met, like, Jessica Jill. And she was like, you got to have it. And I felt uncomfortable as Christian's friend. I was like, I'll right. take it. And I bought it. Have you ever worn it? So that was it. Are you friends with Christian? I love, him. I oh, love no. Christian. He's I got to say this. I went to his first fashion show we ever did after Project Runway. That <gasps> Because the fashion world, I got to say was very snobby about Project Runway in the beginning. That's right. Because, like, Mm -hmm. who the hell makes a dress out of a paper bag or whatever their different projects were on that? But Christian was the star, and he had all these great sayings, and he was completely adorable. And then he was being represented by a friend of mine, Desiree Gruber, who also produced Project Runway. So she helped produce his real fashion show. And I was like, I'll go. There were no other real editors there. And I don't mean, you know, like this is a time before like bloggers and influencers took over for fashion editors slash journalists. And I was like one of the few people from like a legitimate magazine, whatever one wants to say at that point. And I have been enamored with him since then because he's such a joyous human being and he he loves women. And a lot of male fashion designers design beautiful clothes, but with this other kind of idea in their mind about who really should be wearing it. And usually she's very tall and she's very thin and she's very white. I'll be blunt. Christian mm, that's right. thinks of glamour for all women of all shapes, of all ages, of all sizes, of all skin tones, and always has since day one, literally since day one. Not like now where suddenly everyone is so woke. I I didn't mean. Yes. We're now Vogue. Vogue is now putting plus size women on their covers because it's in an attempt to like erase their horrible history. They're like, let's, I mean, really though. Okay. It's in a way to kind of interesting. That is interesting because I am a huge Vogue fan and I am a huge Anna Winter as an editor fan and even though I don't know her uh, whatsoever. I don't know her and either. We know all <laughs> the stories and yeah. certainly I've been introduced and certainly she's cold as ice and all of that stuff. But let me tell you something, what people, you know, and, and people love to dislike someone who appears very um, distant and cold. But I will I say I wish this. I was like I that. will say uh, this. And that current yeah. cover with Paloma is gorgeous. But Anna Winter Beautiful. has learned how to pivot 
faster than any other magazine editors out there. She has had women of color. She has had uh, curvier women. She has had men, not just in the last six months. She has through the years. She's had more uh, now, not every month and every page and every everything. But I mean, I I admire. Let me say this. And, you know, I love you so much and I'll literally cradle you all night. I and I love you and I don't but I'll say this as a curvier woman I've never cracked open a copy of Vogue I'm just being very okay. upfront okay and yeah. I'm talking like pre Ashley Graham era yeah. right I've never cracked open a copy of Vogue and been like there I am like they figured it out I got it yeah, you know I it's been it. a recent ish it's been a recent ish I think you know, the plus size world and the body positivity movement and all of those things have a hundred percent shifted the conversation into like real women, which I hate the term real women. Cause it's like, Me too. what? Like women are women. Forget it. You have all shapes, all sizes, you know, races, everything else. But specifically with Vogue, it's funny because I don't know. I I'm sort of just looking at it from the body angle of like being a curvier girl. I've never felt like I've been included even from the Met Gala viewpoint of like, who has the Met Gala just real talk really ever invited? Who's been like plus sized. I mean, genuinely they've had maybe like the Williams sisters who are athletes. Okay. Who are like, who are bigger women because they're like muscular, incredibly talented women. It's, it's not that easy. I agree with you that Christian who, you know, is a friend of mine for years and years and uh, amazingly has never put me in one of his campaigns. <laughs> like the Micah's dad. <laughs> well, in all fairness also, I'm he joking, doesn't have yeah. that many campaigns. He's not one of these people who spends no, millions of dollars like, you know, the Ralph Lawrence and the Calvin Kleins. He's really right, right. with the people that way. Oh, 100%. But but I, I have to say that Christian from the get-go, there's a reason why every plus-sized actress first calls Christian. And I know that because I'm his friend, and I know that he's, every awards season pre-corona, completely overwhelmed with requests for dresses from every woman who's not a size six and, and under. And you know what's so nice you know about what I mean? him? He never says no. Go on. He never says no. That's right. He makes it work. He a has fact. turned things around overnight mm-hmm. for me for Oprah. Literally. Has Overnight. He? I will say, I... This blouse of yours, I think it would be great. Could you add a little bit more of a sleeve? And we need it in this color. And it will arrive in the studio the next day. Unbelievable. I mean, Unbelievable. because he's such a nice, good human being. And he gets fits. And he gets bodies. And his fabrics uh, have stretch in them, quite frankly. And every woman. That's correct. He, My middle yeah, name. But, Mishy yeah. Stretch Collins. I love a stretch. No, listen, I, I'm actually not amazingly wearing a stretch top tonight. Live for a stretch. And I love his dresses when he is kind enough to loan or give me one. It's it's a game changer. I've not introduced you properly because okay. people are caring to see the name Oprah and they're going, why is this adorable, clever man bringing up the O name? I'm going to tell people why. Adam Glassman is the creative director of Oprah Magazine or O Magazine. Yes. Um, when we met, which I guess had been months ago, but mentally for me was literally five days ago. You were the funniest most hilarious and yet most you actually have my dream job adam glassman and first and foremost people should follow adam on instagram at the real adam says for don't even why are you waiting now i just went to your instagram we have a lot of clips on the view were you on the view recently i am a monthly contributor to the view oh salty and i'm listening go on uh view your deal 
and I offer. Oh, that's a big gig. I, it is a big gig. Big gig. And, and Genuinely, we offer, I know. We offer the viewers fifty percent off for twenty four hours of things that have been featured in O Magazine. So it's the Oprah edition on the View. <gasps> I'm not going to dwell on the View because I know you're. Your, um, I'm happy with yeah, the view. Past history. Listen, without the view, without without the view, would I be able to eat dinner? No. <laughs> so I have no. Listen, my saltiness of the view is more just about tact, not about financials. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. That's a separate convo. <laughs> no, I'm happy that you're on it. Listen, I tell everyone, get your check and get get in there. If I could do half off deals, they don't know how often I'm at the outlets. They should never have hired me as a host. They should have hired me as a resident Jew, and I could have gone on there and given them deals. Yeah, that's what Adam Glassman is well, doing because he's the resident Jew. Because view. I grew up going to Lomans and Sims. I don't know if you remember Sims with my. Are you going to literally yeah. insult me to my face about Sims? Size Sims. Are you actually going to try to get me off this podcast? Well, you're yes, young. I know Sims. First of all, you're younger than I am. I'm very young. I don't know in Florida <laughs> if you had Sims because we had the original Sims. So we were always going. My mother took me to Sims. I bought my first Armani sweater at Sims when I was like 13. Really? Yeah. Let me tell you, babe, this is why, honestly, you don't even know this. Our pain body is connected Thursday <laughs> without even knowing it. Because my mother used to take me to the Miami Beach Sims. There was one. And it was like for people who've never been there, imagine Costco, but small, full of men's suits. That's like all <laughs> yeah. it was. And like ladies, Tahari, TSL, like not fancy Tahari, like Arthur S. Levine Tahari. Oh my God, you cropped. know that? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm a fucking yeah, Jewish girl. Are you fucking going to insult me on my Finity. show? Do you remember that Arthur line, S- Finity? It was like those women's working suits in yellow and orange. It was called Finity. That was in that same No, realm. that I wish yeah. I did know. No, Sims was where, like, Orthodox Jews went to buy their Saturday Shabbos suits. It was a Shabbos fantasy for so many. And I went in there. There was another place in Miami that I hated. You wouldn't know this because you're not a Miami boy. But there was a place called Lorenzo's. It was an Italian market. Mm-hmm. But it was like where you bought prosciutto. It was the Sims of prosciutto. It was like where you went to get meatballs, but like at a discount, an absolute decrepit place. I loved Lomans though, even though I had to change. It was where I first saw a, a bare breast. Was yeah, the because all the room. women, it was like the red tent. Everyone was in there together, stripping and trying stuff on. And I was a little boy. <laughs> yes. And my mother kind of like, had us outside, my, you and my brother's outside the dressing room, but we were always running in and out. Yeah. Oh, my God. That Loma's dressing room. I'll tell you, if I have any body confidence today at all, it's because of the women's bodies that I've seen 30 years ago in the Loma's dressing room. Boobs that literally looked like the blood pouring out of the shining <laughs> elevator doors, like loose flesh just released akimbo. Uh, beige undies and bras that Mrs. Doubtfire was like a sex symbol compared to these women. It was just an absolute disaster. I don't area. even know if they called the them. Back und- room. I think they called them undies and bras, or they were called like foundations or something. You know, I feel like yeah. that's how our grandmothers used foundation to wear foundation wear. Yeah, wear. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where are you from originally? Where from, were you born? Well, I was born in New York. Then we lived here for a bit in the city. Then we went to Westchester. So I'm a New York Jew. Uh, are you a Scarsdale Jew? Capacqua. Ooh, R.I.P. Yeah. That's exciting, Chappaqua. Chappaqua that, you know, but when we moved Chic. there, we were like the pioneer Jews, I have to say. We were, we were very, there was a handful of mm. Jews, 
and there was one black family, and that was Vanessa Williams and her family. Yeah, no kidding. And there was us. I love Vanessa. I mean, it was like a very small <gasps> group of people. The other Jews were was Heather Kent, who is now Heather Dubrow, from the Real Housewives <gasps> of Orange County. <gasps> I am actually without speech. I love Heather Dubrow yeah. so much. We're family okay. friends, so we grew way, up together. So that, like, there's, was, there were not that many Jews in Chapel but there were a few of us. There was a small, diverse group of people. And there you have it. But now, you know, like, everyone that sort of migrated from Scarsdale went to Chapel so it just kept moving up. Well, Scarsdale, and I don't know a lot about Westchester because my father's parents lived in Long Island in Woodmere, right. Ooh, one of yeah, the five yes. towns. Super Jewy, uh, quick story, and I'm only telling you this because I know you as a fellow Jay will appreciate this. Um, they died, and they had a nice house in Woodmere. You know, not a mansion, yeah. but nice enough. My dad mistakenly sold it to some Ortho Jays, mistake number one. Amazingly, it burned down within literally a month. It was like a temple. It, this story, it burned down, and they got insurance money for it. And like that house doesn't exist. It just, the story is like why I, I'm a proud Jewish woman, but also ashamed. I'm ashamed. <laughs> Constantly ashamed. I'm like, there's a lot of shadiness going on. And it's like, I love it, but I hate it. That is interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will say, though, this is funny because you love outlet shopping. Like I like outlet shopping. I, I it's my life. I was at Woodbury Commons the other day. And do you ever go to Woodbury Commons <laughs> when on. you're here? Up in Harriman, New York. Can I just, can I, can I stop you once yeah. again? Can I just stop you once again to say, if you insult me okay. again, if you insult okay. me again, I will actually, and I'll cut well, it short. I, yeah. I have been to Woodbury. I get the frite emails from my friend Matthew who works there literally once a day. I'm a Woodbury girl, even though it's sort of a waste of time and I have theories about it. But yeah, continue. it depends. Tell it's hit or miss. But like when I drive to my upstate house, I pass it. And once in a yes. while I go, I don't go that often, but I needed something specifically for a gift. But I needed to go when it was Shabbos because I knew that it would have been overwhelmed with baby carriages and and I don't want to be a self-hating Jew, quite frankly. It's not about that. It's... And 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 during COVID, I'm a freak going into stores because I literally have to be there when you open. I have to be in and out. I I try not to make eye contact as if that's going to suddenly <laughs> give me corona, but I'm just like in and yes. out. I have hysteria. And the one store I had to go to, I had to wait online outside. Because they were, let, which I think is nice. They were only permitting. Can I guess which store? No. There had to, I know the four stores where you have a line. I'm going to guess them. Ready? Gucci. Nope. Okay, not Gucci. Um, a line outside. Uh, it wasn't Tom Ford. There was no line there. No. No line. Because the Tom Ford there has kind of crappy stuff. I've never seen anything. Good. It's shitty. Most of the places there have stuff from 10 years exactly. ago and they're still charging full price. Wait, was it, was it one of the mega stores or a smaller store? It was a smaller store, very covetable mm. outerwear. How's that for a hint? Montclair. Yep. yep. God, I'm so fucking you good. Are Go so on. You are so freaking good. No. And which I, is, you, you, you insult me I by know, not but knowing this that. Is the thing. I am good. Montclair Go is next to the Ugg store. There was a line at Uggs, obviously, <laughs> oh. which is next to Gucci, where the line was five times the size. Out. 
Meanwhile, there's nothing in that freaking Gucci store that you would want to buy. Nothing. But that's why I learned, I know how to do a outlet mall better than anyone, but maybe not better than you. I mean, I got loafers there. I'm going to just uh, say something. Yeah. I'm a lady size 42. I'm a lady size 42. I did buy like Jacquard Gucci loafers there probably a year ago. They've literally never seen the inside of my feet. Uh, and I want to reel reel them when I'm back. Continue. So you're in the Montclair line. Also a very expensive outlet for the listener who doesn't know. Continue. Stupidly I'm, I'm expensive. Listening. And by the way, the yes. prices are not that good. They are not. They're not even They're half off They're of retail. They're not. Yeah. And I should have just mm-hmm. bought it on Mr. Porter where I shop every day at four o'clock in the morning and called it a friggin' day. Same. But it wasn't that Same. much of a line and I was on a mission. <laughs> so I, I waited. They took your temperature you know, and they helped me. I got my thing. I left. And then I sort of saw all the lines at those stores. You said like Tory Burch and Gucci and Ugg, and I got hysterical. Yeah. I had to pee. I go into the <laughs> men's room. I'm like, oh, I can't. And, I, and then I left. And then I left. I was like, mission accomplished, done. But I love an outlet mall. But like you and I heard the other day you woke up at yeah. 7 a.m. to get on a train to go to a mall That's out right. there in England. Bister Village. Yeah. Do you want to know what I did Friday? You've not seen me no, since. Boy. I've, I, I don't want the listener. I, I, it's too late. The listener has judged me from the second this show started. <laughs> I was masked. I was in an empty car. I had to return a dress to the All Saints outlet. My fault for buying it. Dressing rooms are closed here. P.S. Lockdown in London starting again Wednesday. So tonight I was just like walking and like with the mask on and the only one in the whole fucking country who does it. Oxford Street, like Santa Con, like a million people because everyone's like, oh, shit, lockdown's coming. We got to get back out. But I went to an outlet in um, like two minutes away from a train station called Ashford International. But it was like the joke was it's not international. And like the coffee stand was closed. Like there was nothing there. The point is, I get there to return this All Saints dress that looked like shit on me. And um, this story, does it go anywhere? Not really. It was just me in Kent, which I didn't know was one of the coronavirus hotspots of England until I got back and told a dear friend of mine, like, yeah, I went to the Ashford outlets. She was like, in Kent? I went, yeah. She goes, yeah, corona hotspot. Everyone there has it. And by the way, not to, I know that I don't have a lot of Kent fans who listen to this podcast. If you ever want to feel hot, like if you're ever having a low moment and you're like, I want to feel fucking hot as shit, beeline to Kent. I don't think a chin has been birthed here in like 150 years. The, the most chinless, toothy, like LOL, laughably ugly people. I was like, I am like legitimately, Giselle is shamed to be next to me. I am stunning in Kent. But, but, but I, okay, so let's, did I get, let's stop. Go on. You are, you, uh, please take you it away. are stunning, not just in Kent. <gasps> And Adam, I, I know on. that you are a comedian. I know comedians like to be self-deprecating and that, but you we must do. also own it. And I think you do that. You are do very yeah. beautiful to begin with. Aww, you have you. a really lovely figure. And I don't want to just say that, but I do. Please talk to me about and it. I, I want I you to describe this. my figure. <laughs> you really dress yes. very well. You, you understand your body and your assets and how to dress for them. And that Adam Glassman, is, can I is say great. thank you? And I have now trolled you enough on Instagram and pictures just to see that, that you, you get how to dress for your figure. 
And and I know that you've said all these things about whatever your butt and this and that. I've listened to everything you do. I have a big white, white ass and it's a blessing. And I've learned to love it. And you want to know what? I got to tell you something funny. Just a quick story because I know you'll love this. The listeners at this point are like genuinely slitting their wrists. I don't even care. I want to continue talking about clothing I wish I could. I, I don't know. I don't think. I want you to know I've never had more fun in this podcast than talking about the outlets with you. And I feel like we do have a connection that I feel really strongly about. And it makes me feel really happy. I went today to Liberty of London because this was before lockdown was announced because I thought it's Monday. It'll be empty. I've avoided it for weeks because I didn't want to be around people. Go today. Empty. Like literally no one there. Go to the ladies clothing. There's a big sale. Beeline to the sale. I see these dresses, ladies dresses in like pastel yellow, pinks, big puffy sleeves. And I'm going for really a good deal. I go, maybe this is it. I'm ready to like wear pastel. I've never worn pastel in my life. I take these like, I take like three or four from a company and they actually make nice things. Stein Goya, if you know them. I I bet Oprah wears Stein Goya because they love a lady's figure. Anyway, I go to the dressing room and I'm like, maybe this is it. I'm going to wear yellow. I'm going to wear pink, like baby yellow, baby pink. Like it's happening. (laughs) I put this shit on my body and like, and I'm wearing black right now. I'm like feeling myself, right? I looked like fat bastard. I can't explain to you how hideous. There's no, my, I'm, I've had some wine tonight. There's no, nothing in the English language. It's like how um, the reverse of how the Eskimos have 500 words for igloo. Yes. We don't have words for what I looked like in this. Like it just defied logic. And the lady was like, is everything okay? Cause the dressings are open. I'm like, no, <laughs> things are not okay. Like things are awful because I know that I just don't look good. I can wear a Navy, a gray, a black. I call it North Korean chic. I can do it. I know the shapes that look nice. I can wear a, I can wear a raspberry. I can wear a hot pink sometimes, um, a blue. But like, put me in a yellow, and you're asking for trouble. It's like I have a Ripley's Believe It or Not skeleton. I can't wear Easter colors. It's just not meant for my body, and that is all there is to it. But you see, this Adam I Glassman. understand that, and I respect that. Yes, and this is what I like. You are honest with yourself. You can look in the mirror. Thank you. you. Can see what you look like. You know what you want to look like and you are you know how to find the medium to get there without feeling you. like you look like a clown or a peacock or larger than perhaps you want to look or whatever those yes. neuroses that people have in their mind. You're honest with yourself about it. I want to ask you a question, though, because obviously I look to Oprah, who I am assuming you are friends mm-hmm. with. I mean, genuinely, that I wonder way away oh, from yes. hers. Which is just, uh, you know what? It makes me love her because I love you. And the fact that she loves you makes me feel close to her, if that makes any sense. That being said, she, I feel like her style though, and she's a curvy girl. Like, you know, she's, she's seen all kinds of shapes and sizes, right? But she really, I mean, maybe it's, I don't know, the billions of dollars. (laughs) As I'm saying, I'm like, what's her secret? Let me guess. But no, she really knows how to dress for herself. Is that like a team of stylists? Or does she have also that innate sense of knowing, I feel good in these colors. I know this shape. Like, I know the brands that fit. Is she experimental? Like, I mean, I know that's kind of a personal question, actually. So, like, feel free not to answer it. But I'm curious. I think it's actually a great lesson for listeners and women in general. This is there. First of all, there is no team of anyone in Oprah's life. She and people are always surprised. There's not a posse. She's one of those people that actually can do everything by herself. She doesn't always have the time or 
desire to, but she can. And now and during lockdown, she's doing her own hair and her own makeup because she is not having anyone around in the house. But wow. and she's dressing herself. Literally, she goes into the closet, and goes, I'll wear this and that. She has a uh, memory like an elephant. So she knows everything that she has. When she bought it, wow. where she got it, whether it came from one of my shoots or or she went into a store and bought it. But I think the key is this. She knows that um, she has a uniform and I'm a big believer in uniform dressing. I don't mean like a literal mm. uniform, but you know what works for you. She knows what works for her is like a V-neck or a scoop neck kind of sweater because she has, as she refers to them, her grandmother's boobs. She calls them her grandmother's boobs. Her GM, her, I would call them my GMBs. Yeah. And I would say that I have my MBs. Because I, I, my, my grandmothers were both quite small right. chested. But my mama right. was Mad Max milking lady, as exactly. am I. So I've got MBs. So go she on. knows that you need some openness here. Some openness. Not, you know, tasteful clean. Yes. She oftentimes also wears like a shirt underneath a v-neck sweater because it's that mary tyler moore thing that she just always loved that look she yeah, always needs a sleeve otherwise you know she won't wear short sleeve because she likes to call what we call hadassah arms she calls her flags yeah. okay <laughs> the chabad the chabadiness yeah, the chabad of, it of it all i got all. it but, That's you know, a chabad but she calls them flags so that upper part that waves yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, perhaps when she was younger, uh-huh. she wore more sleeveless, but she's not anymore. So it has to be like a long sleeve. Do you think this is the first time it's ever been referred to as chabadi yadi yadi? Because I feel like there is something very funny. Yes, about I think that's very funny. That's I, what I've I have. never heard Thank that. You. So, of course. Okay, you thanks, Adam. It. Go on. And she also <laughs> knows, like, because she is a cur- has a curvy figure, that and, and yeah. she's blessed, like you are, where her waist is smaller Hmm. than her shoulders and her hips, which is an hourglass shape, which is what you have too. So if you dress for your waistline, then you are always going to be in proportion. So it doesn't matter if you're a size two or a size 14 or a size eight or a size 16. If you dress for that that figure, if you're blessed with a smaller waistline, then you will always look great, truly. You have to think of yourself like um, a piece of clay that you're sculpting and you sort of do it that way, like sculpt out the waistline first and work that way. I agree. But I will just say one thing, which is that for me, and I do have a waistline, I'm blessed. I've gotten over a lot of body things, I would say in the past, like three years, Mm. it's taken work, but I've really um, grown genuinely. Like I feel better about myself. More comfortable wearing more form fitting clothing that that highlights and shows your body in the last few years yeah yes yes i'm more comfortable naked oh. i'm more comfortable in body fitting things just right. being honest right. like That's i just good. feel like i you know 39 years old i'm like if not now when like eventually you just have to get over yeah. your shit you just got to be like this is it like it's not i'm not going to be a supermodel or whatever it is i'm lucky um i actually and i've said this on the show before that i think a lot of the body positivity movement on instagram which was uncomfortable for me at first because I was like, what are these ladies doing? I actually think has empowered me genuinely as cheesy as it sounds. I think seeing natural women and bodies that are not porn bodies or model bodies has like changed my own viewpoint. A hundred percent. That being said, I don't look good in a belt and that's just really what I want to bring up. I know you don't want to no, hear about it. That is I, interesting. I, if I belt, if I belt, I'm done. Like, I can't wear a big, because a lot of women, I think Oprah loves, loves a belt. A belt. Now, she, 
I know she does. Now, listen, maybe if I went to Hermes and got (laughs) some beautiful, like, $1,000 belt to be great. This is what it depends on. Where is your waistline at your true natural waistline, the smallest part, or is it higher up that you're actually calling your waistline, which is your lower rib cage area? Um, I don't even know what that question means. (laughs) All I know is that when I belt things... Like okay, what? I'm, getting, I'm sorry, I'm Da Vinci. Too idiotic let me, yeah, yeah, let me wrap my brain around. No, that. let's forget Fuck. that. Okay. Let's forget that. It depends on the when I belt the things. Belt it just too. is bad okay, for then me. Don't belt. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's just bad for me. I don't. I have a cute outfit on tonight. Even though, look at that. That's a small little waist. You look. have a teeny waist. It's tiny. And that's but is that now? Free. Is that a tunic dress, or you took off your pants to do this podcast, and you're just wearing the tunic? Yeah. Okay. This is actually really funny, and we'll end this episode on this okay. little factoid because our friend John yes, Hill is going I'm to join excited. us for part yeah. two, and he's waiting. I mean, too, and we're going to go. I just want to tease everyone for part two. Adam is going to take us through some of Oprah's favorite picks, which I have so many questions about. You actually literally live my dream life, whether you know it or not. We'll save it for okay. part two, but I will say this about what I'm wearing. What I'm wearing, which, by the way, shrunk in the wash, and I'm really upset that I have to talk about it, was a Zara romper. Hold on. That obviously is a six foot one woman. The romper is code for a yeast infection because that shit cuts in. <laughs> I took a pair of scissors, cut the lining. Okay, so the lining, romper lining is literally, I mean, not to be like too personal, it's frayed. Yeah. You can probably see here. And made it into a little top. No, I did. T- I had pants on. I had dinner with a luminary tonight. So you can see, I turned it into a little dress. There are my yeah, legs. Yeah, but that's Still cute. Release you that. made it it's into, sort of sexy. You made it fit and flare. Yeah. You see, you, you know how to dress. But look how it fits me perfect. I do know how to dress. I truly think if I had like Oprah money, I would be really hot. I feel it. And don't say anything. I'm just, I make it work with a Zara moment. Zara's fantastic. I'm the first. I I, love Zara. I don't even think you have to say you make it work with Zara. Zara does a really good job. Oh, I'm the first fat bitch to those XXLs. If anyone's wondering, like, where are the XXLs? They're sold out. I have them. I'm the first one on there because that's like a size 14 and like, good luck. But Adam, can I just say this? Um, I really feel like I want to like compare DNA matches with you because I feel like we're related. Like, I don't want to put it out there, but you and I are so similar in just what we are obsessed with. Like discounts. It's a Jewish gene. Don't I think, think it's it a Jewish gene thing. I do. I think it's a cultural Jewish gene. Yeah. But um, if only Judy Collins, your mother, really saying send uh, in the clowns, then really. Please. Judy Collins, my mother is much more talented than Judy Collins, a singer, but just was undiscovered, not as a singer, but as a performer, um, arguably the funniest woman ever. Really? Oh, so that's where you got yeah. this from your mom, Hun- my mom, my dad was a stand up comic in the eighties at old age homes, like, um, Eugene Levy and waiting for Guffman. Uh, but I believe my humor comes really from both my parents, but mainly my mom. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Adam Glassman. Can I just say yeah. this? We're going to end part one because John is so patiently is waiting. waiting? And okay. I'm, I'm like a bad friend. I haven't, He's I haven't here. seen him in a while. Is that true? Oh my gosh. Well, listen, follow Adam at, uh, I want to plug everything. Follow him on Instagram at the real Adam says he's first of all, gorgeous. I'm looking at your pictures. I mean, you're too much <laughs> Adam. Before we go to part two, what else would you like to promote? Obviously Oprah magazine, Oprah's favorite things. We'll talk about in the next. Well, I just episode, think that but what do you want right to tell people? now everyone is scrambling for last minute. Christmas, holiday gifts, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. And 
mm -hmm. have a lot of great things on Oprah's list, and I'm not just plugging that. It's mostly small businesses yeah. here, and we're really proud of really promoting small businesses. A lot of them are black-owned businesses because so many people were calling and DMing us saying, what could we do to help businesses? So 75% mm. of the list is black-owned small businesses. And if you go to amazon.com slash Oprah, or if you go to opramag.com, you can see the entire list there and shop for it. And you can get things still in a day or two because Christmas is uh, uh, next week. A week, over a week away. And we're going to talk in detail about all of those things on part okay. two. So tune in for part two. It's out Thursday, guys. I'm Michelle Collins. Obviously, you know that. Um, uh, follow me at Mishcall. We're going to be back with our friend John Hill, who I love as well, and Adam's friend as well. Part two. We'll see you then. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mish call M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. -L. I'm 
running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.